raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hot 96.3, Andy's number one station for hip-hop and R&B. And this weekend is powerful. It's impactful. And we want to make sure to get everyone inspired just because of everything that's going on in the world. So this weekend is all about inspiring you, uplifting you, and providing you with more than a few resources here in the city and in Indiana from the professionals themselves in desired career paths that you want to be in. So today, let's call this the... Uh, emerging careers panel. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I have more than a few special guests that can, you know, lay down the path for you. So first of all, let, let's bring, can we bring everyone to the stage? I have more than a few people that we can introduce. You know, first off, I have Miss Tanya Han, the Vice President of Talent Requisition at IU Health. Okay. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? Good to be here today. Thank you for joining us today. And you know what? I think when we first bring everyone on stage, I, I want you to be able to give yourself flowers because we have to live in the present right now. So I want you to say something that you know, you're know you known for. And we're not gonna take it as, as bragging rights. We're gonna take it as you just, of course, defining and, and letting people know that what you do. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, um, what I can probably say I'm proud of, and it, it takes a whole team though, is we really try to be innovative mm -hmm. at work. And so trying to find ways um, to continually make the candidate experience um, easier and better um, for the organization that we work for um, is probably what I, I hope that I'm known for. Good, good. And I'm sure you, people probably have way more than that just to say, but we'll take that for now. <laughs> Next up, we have Vincent Ash. What's going on? Indianapolis Chamber of Commerce Director of Development. Okay, come on. Yes, how you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Okay, you got to give us a humble brag too. Um, humble brag. Uh, like as as Tanya said, it takes a team, but very proud of this year. Proud of all the parents that have been navigating COVID and e-learning. Uh, for sure, uh, but proud of our team that we have at the Indy Chamber, uh, how we assisted a lot of different businesses throughout the course of this year um, and job seekers as well. So um, that, that those will be my my brags that I have for uh, 2020. Okay, there we go. I mean, we all have something to brag about 2020 if we're all here. So that's it. We're here in the present. That's good enough. <laughs> Next up, Allison Bell. And of course, works with WGU, which is also our sponsor for today in this panel. Allison, what's going on? Chancellor of WGU. Thank you for joining hey. us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and my humble brag is uh, is that I'm a, I, I think I'm seen as a connector. And even more than that, at WGU Indiana is a connector. We create pathways for people to access their opportunity. So use their talent and find opportunity. Perfect. I mean, that's exactly what we're all doing here today is making sure to connect the dots, create the opportunities and let people know the opportunities that they may or may not even know about exist. Yes. Perfect. Right. So, oh, our next guest, we have Jacob Brown, VP, project manager, team lead, Fifth Third Bank. Come on to the stage. Hi. <laughs> hey. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Humble brag. Um, 
I think people would describe me as somebody that's very responsive and equally committed to both my team, my family, and my community. Oh, I like that. Very nice, very nice. Okay, and the last guest that we have coming to the stage, or do we have one more? Oh, we have two more. Oh, we have Alex Moseman. Okay, Indianapolis Public School Recruitment. This is what we need, we need you. So you gotta, you gotta tell us about how you're getting everyone involved and recruiting everyone. What's your humble brag? Yeah, you know, I think um, for us, it's really just throwing it back to the teachers in our classrooms. They have been moving mountains since March and they continue to inspire everyone um, from students, families to the central office. And I think folks, folks across the city uh, for the work that they've been doing with our students. Perfect. Okay, I, we may have one more guest and I think she's here. Yes, Postine, thank you for joining us. Hey. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Okay, now I need you to tell us a little bit of your story and, and it's special that you're here because um, your IT student, which was what, the third recipient of a scholarship? Yes. Tell us about that scholarship because that's a brag for being able to find money during these times. I know. So I've always told my family, uh, my friends that um, I want to graduate with little to no debt. Some of them said that that's not possible. You have to be in debt to go to school in the United States. So I said, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so um, I lost my job due to COVID in May. Mm -hmm. 2020 and that kind of pushed me a little bit further up like okay I don't have a job what do I need to do so I got this email from women in iTech and I decided to put my story um, into an essay and yes that's how I was able to get um, scholarship. Well congratulations that's huge you. you know being able to find money anywhere or just resources and places of employment right now is I think is what everyone is trying to do so congratulations for, to you for being able to do that. Thank you. You're so welcome. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad everyone is here today because it's really about connecting the dots and having you all here with the people that, that can do that for everyone here in Indianapolis. So my first question is for Vincent. How important is it um, for Indianapolis to have a high percentage of college grads when it comes to um, bringing in new business or new business of employment and here in the city? Yeah, thank you. That's actually very important. Um, overall, a lot of times when um, we get companies that are looking to come to Indianapolis, um, and that's what typically my job function is at Develop, as Director of Develop Indy, is that we focus on company attraction, expansion, and retention, as well as some redevelopment projects. So a lot of times when we are getting leads from brokers or the state does a very good job at generating interest in Indiana, a lot of times um, in the responses and uh, that we have to submit, they are asking for the percentage of college graduates that we have here in Indianapolis. Um, so a lot of times that that is workforce is the driver for a lot of these companies and where they decide to relocate or, uh, or expand. So it actually is very important that we continue to produce um, college graduates in, in our area, uh, making sure that we continue to produce a diverse uh, talent pool um, as well, and that we are getting, continue to be able to give opportunities for employment for all residents here in Indianapolis. Well, do you think that because of how 2020 has gone with COVID and everything, global pandemic, do you think that talent pool has changed or people are more so looking forward to um, 
what you actually actually can provide from home. You know, what does that look like being a college grad or maybe not even being a college grad at this point? And everyone feel free to join in if you have something um, to, to add to it. Yeah, so definitely the landscape has changed significantly. Um, you've seen companies like uh, Pinterest and, and Twitter go full remote um, and, and some other companies that are in California gives companies opportunities to find talent, not only where their headquarters just may happen to be, they can find talent in Idaho or in here, right here in Indianapolis. So you can find jobs uh, pretty much anywhere across the country now during COVID as the landscape has kind of changed and a lot of companies are realizing that they could keep a high productivity um, by hiring uh, remotely and allowing their employees to work from home. So um, I wouldn't limit yourself at all to just jobs that are um, within your region or, or close to where you live. Like continue to seek those opportunities that you want to see uh, your career kind of flourish and grow in. Um, but it has changed um, significantly. Um, so it will be interesting how to see how a lot of this plays out um, in the next couple of years or so. Right. Now, when it comes to finding a job, um, Vincent, how or what was the, the skill that, that you probably have worked on and really created um, and perfected when it comes to applying for jobs? Like, how did you even get to the position where you are? Um, some luck. <laughs> no, it definitely, definitely took some, um, I, I would say some, some hard work and, and some, uh, perseverance, um, really, uh, not being shy about knowing what you want and what you want to do long-term, um, and working very hard to uh, obtain that goal has, has really, has really helped me, uh, throughout my years. I am a, uh, local Indianapolis uh, kid, grew up on the west side by Riverside Park, went to Tech High School um, as well. Um, so I am very humble to be where I'm at today. Um, but also like it took a lot of work uh, uh, getting to that point. So um, I, I can't even networking as well. Um, Indianapolis is, I, I call it a, a big small town. A lot of people say that you could you can network with a lot of different people that are, you know, one, one person or one degree or two degrees away from being where you want to be um, career-wise. So networking is huge. Um, but again, nothing replaces, you know, hard work and dedication. Um, so that, that would be the big, those would probably be the two biggest suggestions that we'll have for um, job seekers right now. I think that makes the best transition to Allison. You know, when we're talking about being a graduate, being a student um, at WGU, how is the placement for students in their degree field? And and what do employers typically have to say about um, WGU graduates during that transitional phase? Great question. So one thing to know about WGU Indiana, well, you know, you can come straight to WGU uh, from high school, most of our students are working adults. So more than 70% of our students work full-time. And if you add in part-time work, it, it goes even higher. So so placement, well, a lot of times people come return to school and go to WGU Indiana to earn a degree to maybe get a promotion or like Tosini, it, it, it helps with her um, finding a new job. Um, so because so many of our students already work, we don't have a lot of placement data because they're working. What we do have is we have um, 
80%, I got the data right in front of me so I can get it right here. Oh yeah, give it yeah, so <laughs> We got 90% of uh, WGU grads said that the school, for one thing, met their expectations. 97% of grads said they were prepared for their jobs when they graduated. Um, and 87% uh, rated the job performance of, of employers, rated the job performance of their WGU graduates that they work, that worked for them as excellent or very good. So, um, so we are a top rated school in that way. And, and the other thing is that we were created as a university to meet workforce demands. And so all of our degree programs have that workforce readiness in mind. Um, that we're a competency-based uh, um, university, so uh, we measure accomplishments by competency. So our our graduates, when they graduate, they have the skills that that leaders from the workforce have said that that their employees need. I think the best next question is when you talk about uh, meet workforce demand. What are we seeing that's most in demand right now during 2020? Well, um, you know, some of it is the same as, as it has been. Um, always hear from employers that, and, and maybe some of the other panelists will want to pop in here and say what, what they're looking for and how it's changed. But what I know from, from my work in higher ed and, and also in the, in the career development field is that um, there are skills that you need no matter what degree program you're in, no matter what field you're going into. And those are things like communication skills and problem solving. Um, working with teams, those are some of the skills that are needed. And if you think about adapt, 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 uh, flexibility, I can't say the word adapt, <laughs> adaptability, you know, think about the, the landscape over the last year. Um, mm -hmm. I know that the, the work that I value on my team personally is the, is that work from, from my team that they were able to adapt. We had one day's notice and we moved from working in office to working remotely. And then they started getting creative about this, you know, all of the work that we do where we get out and we meet with people and we build relationships in the state of Indiana. We couldn't do it that way anymore. So they stood up a lot of online, you know, um, opportunities to connect. And um, so there, there wasn't a lot of downtime. They were agile. And so those are skills that you need no matter what. And this pandemic really highlighted that. Facts. I think um, the next person we should really talk to when it comes to adapting and transitioning into 2020 and what everyone truly needs. We need people working in healthcare. So Tanya, what can you really tell us about the health profession and, and professionals when it comes to the Indianapolis market and what's needed right now? Yeah, well, um, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here today. Um, you know, I love what Allison just said about um, how important it is that employees are flexible um, and 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 driven, and, and some of those qualities really translate to healthcare. And healthcare, um, you know, one of the great things about our industry is that it never goes away, and there is always demand. Um, so it is not cyclical like a lot of other industries are. Um, but but we've seen more demand for hiring than ever, um, especially when you think about um, whether it's nursing or patient care assistants or housekeepers, those people who are on the direct front lines providing care to patients, um, because with this unprecedented pandemic, we've had you know higher volumes in our facilities. Um, it's been so critical that we um, have the workers to deliver that care. So for us, it has been an exceedingly busy year um, and it's been um, 
you know, really fun to try to find ways to hire virtually. Um, again, as Allison said, overnight, we had to go from, you know, scheduling interviews and having candidates come in and meet with hiring teams um, to doing it all, all remote. Uh, but, you know, healthcare, there's so many opportunities for growth right now. And um, I think it's been really interesting um, and gratifying to see how much people appreciate wanting to, you know, give back to people in their community and be part of an organization and an industry that, that does that every day. Right. I mean, when it comes to healthcare, of course, you're in high demand right now. So with um, with that being said, what type of growth opportunities are you provi providing as we speak? Um, sure. So uh, we have um, nursing positions, but then we also have things like patient care assistant positions or medical assistant positions where you can come in without necessarily having a bachelor's degree um, or certifications. And, and we will help you get the experience you need. Um, and we have programs like tuition reimbursement so that you can um, work, but then get some help to get additional education. So you can grow into, um, you know, even um, better, um, higher level roles over the course of your career. Um, another thing, you know, that I think is, is great about healthcare and certainly um, our organization is there's so many different settings that you can practice in. So you can get a lot of different experiences, but stay with the same employer. So whether or not you're working in a surgery center or the lifeline team or in a hospital or in a physician practice, there's just a lot of opportunities to grow and build um, on, your, on your experience. So let me ask you this. What if I have like one or two years of, of experience in undergrad? I didn't finish my degree, but I think I want to go back or maybe I just have a GED. You know, what is the bare minimum that you all will accept in order for me to change my career path? Yeah, I don't think people realize the full extent of opportunities we have for people who are in are have that level of education. So, mm -hmm. you know, we need people who have um, maybe just a GED um, to um, greet people in our hospitals, to um you know, help them pay their bills to um, take care of patients at the bedside. So they assist the um, housekeepers, um, EVS. Um, we have a lot of positions um, that, that don't require a college education or a four-year degree. Gotcha. And, you know, I think um, the best teachers are experienced. So I think Jacob, can you tell us a little bit of your experience at WGU and, and really how has that helped you, well, put you into the place where you are today with your career? Sure. Yeah, I think um, to, to tag on to uh, what Chancellor Bell was saying earlier, um, it's really about connectivity. Um, so for me, it was about being able to add relevancy and uh, credibility to what I wanted to be the next step in my career, um, which was moving back into uh, a leader of people at a greater capacity. Um, and, you know, fortunately, the way that the WGU model works is um, experience plus prior education translates into competencies that um, I can display and then move forward with quickly in the path. And then in the areas where I need some skill building or refreshing um, or other things, 
I can focus my attention there rather than on just proving things that I may have already experienced or or learned in the past. Um, and so in the pandemic, I think the the key that probably we would all agree with is you need grace and agility this year. I think those are really key themes um, that it doesn't matter what you do or where you do it that you have to have to be able to get through this year. And so, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, I did a job that is just categorically different from what I do now. And the opportunity to do what I do now came about because of the pandemic. But I was one that was looked at for this role. And it was a situation where because mm -hmm. I had invested in myself and completed my master's program that I didn't have to raise my hand that um, someone was tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, we think that you can do this and here's why we think this. And, and one of those components was that I had, I had chosen to invest in myself and complete a graduate degree. Um, to, to tap into some more of the connectivity piece, I had no idea who was going to be part of this panel today, other than the folks from WGU that invited me, of course. But I can I can go around the screen and I can tell you that we have multiple partnerships with IU Health, uh, RevND probably being the the largest that we have. Um, with the Indy Chamber of Commerce, we work with them around entrepreneurship and our primary sponsors for some of their initiatives. Um, with IPS, myself and members of my team and others in the bank deliver Young Bankers Club to several schools um, throughout IPS. We have a we have a referral. Uh, and partner program with WGU so that folks that work at the bank that want to go back and do exactly what I did, not only do we provide them tuition assistance, um, but we also provide them avenues and flexibility to complete education on their terms. And so, um, you know, when I think about uh, WGU and, and, and bettering myself um, and then being able to go and take that back out into the community, that is what the sort of the, the whole program at WGU allows for anybody to do regardless of the degree path that they're on, regardless of whether it's a certification program um, or an undergrad degree or, or a graduate degree. Right, and you know what? I thought it was interesting because um, you mentioned something about investing in yourself. And and were you in a completely different career path, Jacob, um, like for uh, years? Yeah, so, um, you know, a while ago, I was in, in big box retail leadership. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there, the work-life balance that that type of career provided just didn't fit for someone that had a, a, a spouse that was a teacher uh, in IPS at the time, actually, and um, and two, uh, well, a, a young child at the time, and then through the course of the transition into banking, an, an, another child on the way. Um, and so what I really wanted coming from a military family where I have the greatest respect for my father and, and his service over almost 23 years to this country um, was my wife and I both had similar backgrounds where we just weren't, um, you know, our parents or our dads particularly were gone for long periods of time um, for different reasons. And uh, we just wanted to, to be around more. And so um, the ability to, to pivot into banking a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, but, um, and then once inside of banking to move out of leading branches into managing really complex relationships in the business and commercial space for the bank, and now leading a team of people across the entire footprint, coast to coast, on um, you know projects and high priority um, program improvements for the bank, um, is just a path that you I I couldn't have told you that I would be doing this six months ago. I mean, you couldn't have offered me a million dollars for me to describe this career path <laughs> right now. And so I think it's about. Um, the result of investing in myself and then 
having an opportunity that that investment made me the best fit for. I, I really want to talk more about investing and like betting on yourself and um, Tosin as well as um, Alex. I mean, I feel like you have two different perspectives from the student perspective and, and the educational recruitment of, of really betting on yourself because it's never too late. It's never too soon to invest in your education or just learning and picking up a new trade or a hobby. So Alex, can you first um, discuss it? And then Tosin, we'll get to your opinion too, because being a, a college student or of any degree right now is completely different than physically going to class with everyone to a completely virtual setting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, as we think about what our strategy is to find the next cohort of excellent teachers for the city, uh, a lot of that has to do with folks who are going to be transitioning into teaching uh, maybe from a new career. And, and that's where we see folks um, coming through WGU. Uh, we have programs in the district right now that allow someone who maybe doesn't have a teaching license, but can get their foot in the door working in classrooms with students as they develop and take classes um, through a program like WGU. Um, and, and then be able to transition into a full-time role. You know, I think I, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't say, you know, at Indianapolis Public Schools, we're really proud now about the work we've done around compensation for teachers. Um, we have the highest starting salary of teachers in the metro area. So um, once someone completes their transition to teaching program, they transition into a full-time teaching role and the starting salary for those jobs is now $47,800. And so as we think about where we find these folks, oftentimes it is people who um, have some years of experience do something else and then are ready to make a transition uh, into the classroom. I think that teachers should get more money at this point. Like I come from a long line <laughs> of educators. My mom worked for New York Board of Ed, so did my grandmother. And I feel like at this point during a global pandemic, people truly understand and see what these teachers go through on a daily basis. You know what I mean? And, and it's crazy because I'll get calls from parents during the day and they're like, oh, I can't wait for my kids to go back to school. What do you think that these teachers go through like, every day? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're not gonna find, uh, I, I'm not gonna put up a big argument to the fact that I think that, uh, teachers, teachers should get paid more. <laughs> now, Tosin, like how are you continuously um, making sure to to bet on yourself, investing in yourself, and truly um, making sure to live out your dreams every day. There For you me, go. Yes. So um, I'm a mother of a five year old and a two year old, and then we have a global pandemic going on, and I also have my personal issues that I'm going through. And a traditional educational settings would not cut it for me. I would have stopped school or faced my children or, or something else. But thank God for WGU. It allowed me to have the flexibility, you know. So during the days when my kids are hopping and running, I can wake up in the middle of the night and turn my homework in. I can get my classes done. And right now, I can boast of two certification thanks to Western Governors University that is going to push me forward in my career path when when um, I'm, I'm ready, when I'm able to get the job opportunities. Perfect. And you know what, let me ask you from, from your point of view as a student right now, how have you been able to find scholarships? I know, can, can you tell a little, little bit about how you came across your scholarship with WGU? 
So for me, um, I was lucky enough to meet um, someone in my uh, previous education, Ivy Tech Community College, and he told me, don't just go to school, network and meet, join groups, because when you just go to school, you end up with a bachelor's degree and then you don't you don't have a job. You just keep applying. People tend to give you more job when there's somebody in the in on the inside that knows you. And the best mm -hmm. way to do that is to just find a group that matches, that aligns with your values as, as a person. So I was lucky enough to meet someone during a class. Um, one of the instructors uh, and out and hand out about um, indie women in tech. And then I, I applied to them. I joined them. And through them, I was able to join women in high tech and that was how i was able to get the scholarship wow that's amazing um, they also introduced i'm sorry they also introduced no, me to western governors university gotcha so can you speak a little bit or maybe allison you can join in as well when it comes to women in tech um you know what does that look like right now and and how much of a demand is it for um the indianapolis market So the demand for women in tech everywhere in the country is high. That's a field where, for for whatever reason, right, that women are well underrepresented. Um, and so if you are a woman who's interested in technology, I, I can promise there are opportunities for you in Indianapolis. Um, I, I, want, I, I want to touch on something that's kind of been alluded to here, um, but I want to make sure that it's really clear. Um, there is, there are ways to finance returning and completing your degree um, that are that are outside of loans. So the the ten thousand dollars scholarship that Tosin was awarded is one of ten that we're awarding this year as a part of our tenth anniversary at WGU Indiana. But we have so many more scholarships out there, and so the way to find them is Tosin's right that networking and and Vincent referred to it too is valuable. That's how you find out about opportunities. But it's but scholarships are easy to find at WGU. We gave away almost a million, so more than $900,000 in scholarships last year alone, and our goal is to exceed that this year. We'll see if we make it happen, um, but, but finances shouldn't stand in the way. There are scholarships. You go to wgu.edu, click on scholarships. You'll find the scholarships and apply. Um, beyond that, Tanya referenced it, Jacob referenced it. Your employer, so often employers will pay for um, you to return and complete your degree. And so if you're someone who is like Tosin, she needed to work, she's got to support her family. Um, and so, but you don't think you can't start working at a, at an employer like IU Health or like Fifth Third Bank that, that where you'll be building your skills and you'll be building your network. Um, but also they may pay for you to return and complete your degree. Um, so I just want to like really emphasize that. And it's sure come to WGU Indiana. We've got, you know, we've got bachelor's and master's degrees in more, more than 60 different degree programs that you could choose from. So maybe you'll find something that works for you. We're also like Tosin said, we're, um, flexible and, you know, affordable. And we, we, we were built for working adults. So we might work for you. But there are a lot of other universities too um, that you could return and complete your degree. My goal here is to make sure that everybody understands there's support, there's financial opportunities. Um, don't don't tell yourself that you can't do it before you turn over every stone because you probably would be surprised um, at how accessible returning and completing a degree is. 
Allison, um, how adaptable is it when it comes to getting these degrees, like in teaching and nursing, um, when it comes to online education yeah. right now at the moment? So um, I, I will say this, I am repeating what the president of our university says, and I love it. He says, we weren't built for a pandemic, but it just so happens that because we were built with the student at the center of everything that we do when the pandemic hit, our students got to keep going. So, mm -hmm. so that's one thing because we're online and because we do it right. Um, we're, we're, we're great for that. Um, but specifically, how do you do a, a nursing degree or a teaching degree online? Um, all of our coursework is online. So in any degree program that you have, uh, it's online. But when you are working on your nursing degree and you have the clinical rotations, we have partnerships with places like IU Health, where um, our students can go and complete their clinical rotations while they're earning their degree. Um, so they do that in person, which is great. You want a nurse that actually works with people. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> so like, are, are we going to IU Health virtually too? Like after they no. leave class with WGU? No. Like, how are we doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah, so they do have to they do have to be able to do that part in person. Our teachers also have their student teaching they do in the classroom. And we have partnerships with school districts around the state where we place our teachers just like any other university, but everything else leading up to that is online, which makes it more accessible, that fits better for working adults. And for a lot of folks, really. So while we're securing these degrees, Alex, can you just tell us what type of degree I would need in order to work in the field that you work in? You know, what will put me in the best situation and employment opportunity possible? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're talking about uh, working in a classroom, um, you don't need a degree in education, you just need a, a teaching license. And so there's certification programs out there that um, are separate from the undergraduate degree you do. You do need a bachelor's degree to be a full-time teacher, um, but then there are programs uh, available to, to get that teaching license. I, I think what I would add to that though, sort of separate from roles in education specifically, um, the Indiana Commission for Higher Education has done some really good work about supporting folks and figuring out what is the next job they're going to take on. So if you go into, I think the website is yournextstep.in or yournextstepin.gov, um, they have a, a they have like a tool for you to be able to figure out both what career paths exist in Indiana and then where there is um, actually state funding available for folks to get advanced certifications or to get more workforce training. Gotcha. You know, um, one of the most important things I want everyone to leave with after joining us for this weekend of Inspire You is to make sure you know that they know that these resources are are available and just waiting for them. To, to reach out and get them. So if everyone can at least say one or two things, you would say to your younger version self, to while you're in the school process, while you're applying for schools, while you're applying for jobs, you know, what would you tell that younger version self that today that could probably help motivate someone that's easily in your position that you're in or wasn't? And I think we should start with Tanya. Okay, great. This is an easy one for me. Um, I would say follow your strengths. Figure out what your strengths are um, and follow those. The rest will come easily and you will be happy and love going to work every day and, and success will come easily. Perfect. Okay, no, if anyone has any questions about IU Health 
where can they reach you or just go to to get more information at? Yeah, if they go to iuhealthcareers.org, um, they can connect with all of the many opportunities that we have. Um, Perfect. Okay, Vincent, what what's the knowledge that you can drop to your younger self to help somebody right now? And that's a good question. I was already inspired by hearing Jacobs and Tosin's, um, you know, experiences as well. Um, what I would probably tell my younger self is, um, don't be afraid to to take take risk um, and invest in yourself. Um, and continue to follow, you know, not only your strengths, but things that, you know, you're passionate about um, as well. Um, just a little bit, like briefly, my, you know, I guess testimony is, you know, I was working full time and going to school full time as well. Um, ended up taking a internship uh, in the career that I wanted to be in uh, and a pay cut. Um, and it really ultimately led me to the career I've had like so far. So don't um i would say experience is key don't be afraid to take those risks um, perfect so if anyone wants to make any investments or look into what you do um how can they get in contact or a website that they can get more information at absolutely so if you want um for job seekers that are out there um if you're looking for jobs currently feel free to go to response.indychamber.com. Um, we have a, a job board there that we link to our partners at Ascend um, and Employee Indie. Um, so we can help you find a job that, that is currently uh, available now. If you need any more other information about uh, either whether it's COVID or just about the city of Indianapolis, feel free uh, to go to uh, indychamber.com. Okay, Alex, what can you drop on it that you would tell your younger self? I would echo what uh, folks have said, um, you know, think about what you really like to do. And then I think from there, think about how you can create things around that. Um, you know, when I was in college, I had some internships, but I also had the opportunity to um, create some websites, do some analysis of different things I liked. Uh, and I think as students, you kind of forget that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's work being done and, and lots of different places. And so figure out the things you like and then just sort of go as deep as you can um, with that. And, and then that sort of is gonna start to open up um, new opportunities and new ideas that, that are gonna help you figure out where you wanna be looking for roles. Perfect. And if there's any opportunities um, with you, where can people search at? Yeah, so folks can go to um, myips.org uh, and there they'll find a number of different resources, whether they want to, you know, volunteer in schools or, or start looking for roles in schools. Um, but all of that information is there. Perfect. Jacob, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah, I think you're going to hear a common theme here, which is, you know, find something that you're passionate yeah. about, find an environment where you're the same person at work that you are outside of work and you'll you'll generally go to work and leave work happy every day um and and investing in yourself it, it never has a poor return Fact. okay if anyone is looking for new career opportunities or just opportunities with um fifth third bank yeah. where can they go 53.com slash careers in addition to the career resources there's um information about all the different career paths inside of banking which uh, would encompass everything that you might think of from education Allison, to it what can you tell us with your younger self and especially with opportunities with uh, wgu indiana great so um yeah my younger i like what everybody said here so i have to go <laughs> after all of these brilliant 
people went. But <laughs> what I would add is like, don't worry so much. You probably, you definitely know more than you think you do. Um, I, what I find, what I know about myself and what I find when I'm working with younger folks is that people tend to know themselves. They tend to know what they're really good at and what they love and what builds them up. And the biggest problem is quieting the voices, you know, like trust yourself. Um, at WGU, it's uh, to get to WGU, it's indiana.wgu.edu. Um, and you'll find out everything about our scholarships and our um, degree programs and everything you want to know. And so seeing, not to put any pressure on you, but I'm have you close this out, okay? Because I feel like, you know, um, a lot of our listeners um, look just like you, have a, at least one degree, have at least one kid, and still have dreams and everything that they want to chase. Or you know what? Just want to have new dreams all together. So, so what is the advice you would give the younger version of yourself? Um, I'll tell the younger version of myself that your dream is your dreams. Your dreams are valuable. Don't let anyone talk you down. Don't let them discourage you, discourage you from who you want to be in life. And it can be anybody. It can be your family. It can be your friends. Uh, they can't, they're not in your dreams. It's, you hone it. And then whatever they say, just concentrate on your dreams and keep working on it every day. Well, we're working on it every day. I'm here. Yeah, we can give a round of applause for everyone. Come on. Come on, everybody. Amazing. <laughs> now, I, I really do hope that um, today's conversation leaves you feeling inspired, motivated, and providing more than a few resources for um, a new trade, a new degree, a new job. And, you know, we're going to have more li listed at hot963.com. So thank you, everyone, to this new year, new you emerging careers panel and you know we'll have all resources and contact information listed at hot963.com this is inspire you raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today ba -da -ba -ba -ba. and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time